0: Hello and welcome to Sangam Lit. This is Nandini Karki and in this episode we listen to an insightful conversation as depicted in Sangam Literary work Natrine 150 penned by Kaduvan Ila Mallanar. Set in the Marudam landscape of agricultural lands, the verse speaks in the voice of a courtesan to a singer-messenger revealing her feelings about the errant man. நகை நன்கு உடையன் பான நும் பெருமகன் மிழை வழி கழிருபல பரப்பி அறன்பலகடந்த முரன்கொள் தாணை வழுதி வாழிய பல என தொழுது ஈன்டு மன் ஏயில் உடையோர் போல அக்தியாம் என்னதும் பரியலோ இலம் என தண்ணடை கழிமா கடையி வந்து என் சேரி தாரும் கண்ணியும் காட்டி ஒருமைய நெஞ்சம் கொண்டமை விடுமோ. Anja Kannude siru patri kadam peridu udayil yai alungalu ilale Appeal of laughter opens the verse with nagai nangu udayan", meaning you make me laugh the phrase num Permahan, meaning your lord is significant because in Tamil culture there's a tendency to use the pronoun are even when one means my or your so as not to alienate someone. In this specific instance, the word your highlights the anger in the speaker. milai refers to the Forests that surround forts as an extra layer of protection in an enemy attack. The rhythmic address Aran pala Muran Varudi refers to a Pandya king of yore. The word Cheri has taken on a negative connotation over the centuries to mean a slum now but here it refers to a group of people living together or a colony. There were many such colonies not just for courtesans but for various highly skilled artisans too. Towards the end, End, we get a feeling of deja vu when we see sirigol and yai meaning a small cane and mother for just in the last poem in Natrine 149, mother made a fiery appearance with a rod in hand. Let's move on to find the meaning hiding within these words and images. The man, belonging to a prosperous agricultural community, starts a relationship with a courtesan. A little while later, he leaves this person and seeks the company of another. To appease the anger of the first courtesan, the man sends the singer as a messenger to seek entry to her home. To this singer-messenger, the courtesan replies, ''O oh, Bard, you're laughable indeed!'' Feudal chiefs hold on to their forts, because they praise the powerful Pandya king, saying, Spreading elephants many, destroying surrounding forests, you claim unassailable forts with your ferocious army. O worthy, may you live long. Like those feudal chiefs, your lord sent word praising me, but I heeded not a bit to it. Then riding his proud horse with a cold trot, he arrived to my colony. When he showed his garland and wreath, he stole my heart. My heart that has decided on him as the one, will it dream of letting him go? If you dare to speak otherwise, my mother awaits in a raging fury, holding a small cane dotted with nodes, and she will wield it without a shred of kindness." With these words, the courtesan makes it evident that she regards the man with the same feelings but at the same time she conveys that her mother is irked by these actions of the man and needs to be appeased. Time to delve into the minute details embedded in the verse. The first gem in this treasure trove is a simile that mentions an ancient king. This king is referred by the generic title Varudi, which refers to rulers of the Pandya dynasty. He is described as one who claims the forts of all his enemies, wielding a powerful and fearsome army. His method of going about that is to first spread his many elephants in the forests around the fort and once the elephants destroy these forests, he would proceed to claim the forts within. This reminded me of a scene in the Tamil historical novel Sivakami in Sabadham, written by the famous Kalki. Two horseback riders are traversing through the land where war is imminent between the Pallava King Mahendravarman and Chalukya King Pulikesin. One rider remarks on how green and soothing the land around is. The other rider, more knowledgeable in the ways of the world, replies cynically that it remains so only because the enemy king's elephant army has not reached that region yet. Returning to our verse, we find this powerful Pandya king is so praised by all the feudal lords and thus they are spared their forts. The courtesan likens the man to the feudal lords as he came praising her in order to seek her company. She informs the bard that she did not fall for that praise. Only when the man arrived on his horse and offered his garland and the floral wreath he wears on his head, these being signs that he comes from a rich and noble family, did the courtesan relent and accept him. The courtesan speaks in a voice of chastity saying that she had decided that the man was the one for her. She adds that nothing will change her mind and the singer needn't try so hard. However, there was a catch and that was the fact. Her mother was angered by the man's actions in leaving her daughter and seeking another's company. The courtesan reveals that it was mother's ire, the bard and indirectly the man needs to face. Within that simile of the Pandya king spreading his elephants and raiding forts many, the courtesan hides a metaphor of how the man must come with gifts many and overcome mother the protective fort around her. In a few lines of intricate imagery, the courtesan shows to the man the path back to her company. Reflecting tangentially this is a verse that makes me wish that the days of destroying forests and claiming forts are truly over, for this is the time to build bridges if there is to be a future for humanity. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sangam Lit and journeying with me to ancient lands and mines. Please rate and review Sangam Lit on your favorite podcast app and do visit nandanikarki.com to share your thoughts. Until next time, Nandri Vanakkam.